0: New notification. You hear that? That's your notification for a new episode of The Love Fix with your hosts, Uncle Miggy and Hot Mama,
1: the brother sister duo that covers sex, dating, and all things in between. We're not your therapists.
0: But after spilling the tea from your latest date, we'll leave you feeling validated.
1: So find your sweet spot and get ready to treat yourself to some good sexual healing
0: hey hoes season two episode 25 of the love fix i'm your host hot mama with my biggest brother uncle miggy tell the people how you are
1: hey hey i am good um it's a little rainy today so i'm feeling kind of cozy and um
0: loving it oh you got rain today yeah I was really hoping for rain. We didn't get rain, but we did get a bunch of clouds and um, wind. So the wind chimes were just making music all day.
1: Oh, are you sure it wasn't that? that
0: <laughs> it, wasn't, it, it, it wasn't no clapping of no cheeks, no. <laughs> 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 I let the wind chimes make music this morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: pretty. How have you been?
0: I've been good, just hanging out. I'm busy, busy, busy with this and that and a whole bunch of stuff but just happy and excited to be making those memories that i'm making so
1: yeah oh that's nice well we're making some more memories uh with one of our favorite uh guests stan today hey guys stan's back hola (laughs) hola
2: it's good to see you guys again you too how's it going stan uh today's day's yeah day's nice yeah doing good today
0: you got to enjoy the rain too, huh?
2: Yeah, it's raining here as well.
0: You sucker! You look like you're in a rainforest right now. Stan has hella plants all around him. He's surrounded by beautiful plants just hanging. I'm just like, I want to go where you're at. He's a plant daddy. A plant daddy. Ooh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I see that online sometimes. Guys will be, you know, you know, dog daddy or they'll say plant daddy, you know, like. You're all kinds of daddies.
0: Yeah. I think that Stan can definitely take the plant daddy um, title for sure. (laughs) Every time I think almost he's like has some kind of greenery in the background. But I think that um, I don't know if they've just grown um, in the past few weeks since I haven't talked to you or what, but they look luscious and happy today. Maybe they're enjoying the rain as well.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I think I moved this one just just recently moved to a different spot. So it's probably, you know. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Okay. It's
2: like you're like in a jungle. Yeah,
0: a rainforest. <laughs> I like to think of it as a rainforest. I want to sip tea and uh, watch the rainfall in that rainforest right there, where you're at, Stan.
2: It sounds nice. I, sh- I should enjoy my life more.
0: <laughs> should
2: have made myself a cocktail for tonight. I would you know, I'd be a better guest with a drink.
1: You're always so calm and collected, and that's what a lot of people say about you on the show. They're like, "Stan, he's just always so calm." um do you see yourself that way
2: no no i don't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: i like that other people see you that way then because i see you as calm too like you're always like real like thoughtful about what you say to i i feel like and like you're not quick to just like ramble how some people can you know
2: yeah well hopefully i'm here to to tell the truth as as best i see it at the moment yeah well, that's a
1: great segue truth. to uh, what we want to talk about with you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Speak the truth, brother. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, okay. So the last time that we were with you, um, we were, uh, we left off with like wanting to know more about your living situation. You've been going through a big transition in your life. Um, yeah. You moved out um, and found a place um, with the man of mystery. So your, your new relationship. Uh-huh. Um. And so... Um, we've been dying to have this conversation about like um, how that's going and so um,
2: how is it going? Yeah I think uh, moving out moving in together you know uh, I wasn't expecting it to have certain challenges you know like it is different seeing somebody versus living with them and um, mm. and it's not you know I have no problem sharing the space and and my guy is always, you know, kind. And, you know, we don't ever, we don't like argue. That's not, that's not an issue, but I think moving in together, maybe for both of us brings up, you know, brought up maybe like intimacy issues. And so I was expecting to move in together and, and, and things to, you know, uh, move in a certain direction, but I think they kind of went off in a different direction for a while. So we've we've had several conversations about that, you know, at least from my side, um. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, you know, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to get too stuck in it. Cause I feel like I'm the one in the relationship that's always got a complaint, you know, and he gets always like, oh, I'm good. You know, I'm happy. I don't have any, you're perfect. You're fine. And I'm like, well, this is what, you know, <laughs> here's my complaint of the week, you know, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, well, yeah, I think it was uh, yeah, just being able to, you know, connect, um, like intimately physically, but not, you know, I, I had many discussions that I, I wasn't really necessarily talking about actual sex, you know? And so mm. I, think my experience being around sometimes was that I'd feel like, you know, when I got too close or too in a mood that he might take it as some sort of like, like, Hey, now you're on the spot and you'd perform for me. And that's not what I that's not what I'm looking for, and not what I'm expecting. And so I think there was this like sometimes a pullback on his side. So I think we've you know kind of had that conversation a lot and kind of beaten it to death. So there's not really much mm-hmm. of a conversation to have about it anymore. It's just um, kind of kind of just yeah, just like giving it a little bit of time and patience and seeing if we can kind of you know get get closer. If I can be more expressive with what I want and what I need. Mm-hmm um, you know, he can feel safe enough in that relationship. So, uh, you know, I kind of saw it as like, you know, I, I was for a minute there for a couple of weeks, having like one foot out the door a lot. And, you know, that's obviously not going to work to make someone feel safe in a relationship. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, so yeah, just, just, um, continuing to work on it. And I, I think I've gotten a lot more clear with what it is I'm looking for and what I need. Um, and so that I feel good about that. And I have been able to be honest in this relationship and talk to this person about that, which is also like like the one thing I, I came into the relationship wanting to do better, you know, to, to, just to be honest. <clears throat> All right. You just gave us a lot.
1: <laughs> and um, I have a couple follow up questions. Mm-hmm. Um, You started earlier by saying that you found yourself complaining about different things each week. It was something new. What were those things that you found yourself complaining about?
2: Oh, it was the same thing. The same thing again and again, maybe in different, slightly different ways. But it was Mm -hmm. about that, like, um, uh, just that, like, you know, intimacy, especially physical intimacy, like just an expression of your sexuality, a desire for each other you know, um, and we might have very different like libidos. And so that's a different kind of thing to work out in a relationship, but kind of aside from that, there was a way that how I wanted to be expressive wasn't something it seemed like he was, that was like, came naturally to him. Um, and, you know, we all come with our different histories into this. And I think, you know, straight people have their histories, but, you know, gay people also have like, you know, a lot of times some dysfunction from being closeted and all the, you know, internal um, negative uh, uh, self-image things that you've had, you know, growing up and living a life. And so I think, you know, I think it's just trying to work through that, you know, and, and I'm, I come in late in life to this. And I think my partner also had a, you didn't have really stable relationships either. So his, he was maybe more has a longer history of that hookup kind of culture, which he really doesn't want to be involved in anymore. and um, is isn't something that really appeals to him at all. And uh, I think it's just trying how to integrate, like, you know, sometimes you compartmentalize things. And so it's like, I love this person. And then sex is a whole different thing over here. And how do you kind of get those things to, like blend a little bit better? Is the best way I can describe
1: that. What are you thinking, Hot Mama?
0: It makes me think to myself, what are some of the things that make you feel loved that um, are intimacy that are not sex related for you, Stan?
2: Sure. Uh, Some things are like, I've noticed they're just super simple. Like, we like, you know, cuddling up is great. But um, in like, if you're like going to sleep and you're like spooning each other, that's great. But that's totally, there's something different about like, okay, turn around and actually face me and hold me like, you know, front to front and like hold each other, you know, like Mm. that's different. Um, You know, one night just like, like sleeping, you know, you know, cuddled up and just sleeping naked, not, not, you're not having sex, but you're just, you're just, you know, there's nothing between you.
0: Skin to skin Uh, is, is how I like to call it.
1: (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah. Um, Does that, are you saying that you um, typically don't sleep naked with each other?
2: No, and that's not something I typically. I, I generally like to have clothes on. It I don't know, just mm. probably something I'm used to. Um, mm-hmm. In case you have to, you know, I you know I have kids, you know, there's kids coming through the room all the time. That's
0: what I was thinking too. You know, ah. yeah.
2: yeah, I see. Um, so you know, just like kissing, you know, like um, you know, kissing that's more than just like a hello goodbye, you know, like
1: mm.
2: taking that extra mm-hmm. moment to actually kiss somebody to like, you know. Um and so yeah, I, I think it so I think there's something with him, in him that those little things, I think he had like a little bit of a like a oh, he's now gonna expect something more from me. So it would get, you know, you kind of avoid certain things, I think because it's like
0: okay. from my perspective, I feel like maybe because he was used to the hookup culture, that's what was typical is you know, you're kissing. Yeah because you're about to suck some dick or you know you're (laughs) naked because you're gonna fucking wake up taking it or something you know and you you're like these things can be something without it being that like and and you're saying that those things just didn't come so they're not they weren't coming so natural to him and it was you always having to pester like kind of how you felt like when you had said that you felt like it was like that you've always been the one that's like, Oh, it's a new thing this week, you know. I kind of resonated with that a little bit because um I feel like I'm that person in a relationship as well, who I'm always like, Well, this needs to be better, or well, this needs to change. And very rarely does my husband look at me and be like, Well, you could be doing that better, or well, this needs to be different. And I'm like, Am I the only one that's always trying to like?
2: um but no well, i just wanted, like i think he want we want the same thing and so it's just like you know i'm i'm totally okay with like i i've got issues i've got my own shit i'm not looking for some you know like let's figure this out together you know i don't i don't I don't need to run off but like i think i i realized that yeah that is that is what i want it's like i i want to be wanted by somebody and, and feel that and not it's not i'm not after like sex per se like mm-hmm. i could probably totally happy in a content relationship and never have sex. I mean, I really could be, I don't believe you. Ah. Probably Cause I'm lying, but uh. <laughs> <laughs> we,
1: we talked about honesty right when we started. And now you're saying you don't well, want to fucking have no, sex. Okay.
2: I, I, I think that's, that's actually the truth though. Like okay. I do like sex, but that's not that is not what
0: if you were receiving the desires that you wanted, then the sex wouldn't be even um something that you desired because you're already being desired in a way that's fulfilling those kind of like intimacy things that sex <laughs> sometimes brings.
2: Yeah. Or then it's like if I, I feel okay about everything and then we're just on a different libido, I I could just, yeah, go in the bathroom and whatever, you know, and still be happy and content or <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I, so I, that's
2: often and I could go fuck around if I wanted to. He's fine with that, but I, we don't do that. But at that point I could, if the, if the relationship was, you know, I felt good about, you know, then, then I, there's other ways to figure out the other stuff, I guess. Um, but I, I, I kind of, you know, clearly know that you can't, I, I really clearly see how you cannot fix problems in a relationship by just having an open relationship. That's just not,
0: that's yeah, that's not the fucking answer. <laughs> no,
2: it doesn't it doesn't fix the relationship. I it's like it,
0: when straight people it, think having a baby is gonna fix their relationship. Mm, yep, yeah, that's not the one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we've been trying still. We we can't. You guys keep trying, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so um let's see. You you want to feel more connected. This reminds me of a conversation we were having in our last episode with Jessica. Um, Jessica was saying that she doesn't need a connection with somebody, like a deep connection. I don't know if I completely believe that. I think that there's some like, uh, that clothes off, like um, lack of being vulnerable with people that um, might be a protection mechanism, right? Yeah. Um, It sounds like um, that might be something that the Man of Mystery is experiencing that
2: you all are working through. Uh, I don't, I, I think he... Um, yeah, I don't know exa- exactly. I think we want the same thing. I think again, I, I I know I come with my own issues. There's a way which I'm not completely like I'm honest, but I still feel this part of me that just gets like kind of closed up in the relationship. Mm. Bit. And that's not on him. That that's me. Mm. You know? um, okay. I, I I know I still have some like a lot of work to do there. So um, yeah, I don't. It, it, it's a you know it's a, it's a there's two parts of it, but going back to what you said, I can definitely recognize that me and my history is like, it was about hookups and it was kind of pornographic. And I thought that's all I wanted. Like I didn't Mm -hmm. need this connection with men or I didn't have, I didn't have that possibility. But now that I've had that, I realized, you know, when I feel that then all that other desire goes away. Like I'm I'm not interested in going out and hooking up and all that other stuff. And, um, you know, having these kind of like moments I wasn't out hooking up, but I was kind of online, you know, having like kind of playing that game still a little bit. And yeah, I realized that like, you know, as a man with your sexuality, like it's it you can just go out and have fun and have sex, and that's true. But sometimes you also end up like, you know, it's like eating like some cheap carbs where it tastes good and it's sweet, but then you're hungry again an hour later.
0: Oh my you know, God! You know, that is a great
2: analogy. Just keep going and going and going, and so that would be my history. A lot was like I would just get myself in like a sugar high, <laughs> you know, and I like that high, um, but it's not. It's not really.
0: It's not filling.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not you know that
0: cake. Oh. Oh, yeah. Shut the fuck yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> that frosting, take off. <laughs>
1: okay, so so you all are having some uh, like um, some, a time to like get to know each other, figure out what helps the other person feel more desired. Um, and, and then being able to communicate that to each other. Um, I think that's an important part of, uh, relationships, right. Learning about what the other person wants and how we can show up for them.
2: Yeah. And I I realized I had to take a step back and realize yeah, it's not, I do love him and I want to be with him. So me just, you know, I, I feel more centered, you know, last few days and calmed down and like, I was, I was just really pushing it. I think maybe because I didn't feel like I was getting my point across and I just was like, you know, really just kept going and going and going, but sometimes things, you know, they take time, you know, and he needs time and I need time and he doesn't need me to constantly be upset, (laughs) you know, pushing, bringing up the same conversation. It's more like, I just need to like, you know, I just need to like, yeah. Say sometimes like when he's facing away from me, like, Hey, turn around you know it's sometimes it's really simple things you know
0: you know know, are there other
2: go ahead sister
0: what's interesting is just last night uh my husband and i were having a conversation and um he had his cell phone up between us and i thought it was hilarious because i legit had to tell this like 30 year old person Like, Hey, do you know that it's rude to have a cell phone in between you and somebody as you guys are talking? Like it can make them feel like maybe you're not your, your attention's not all the way in this and that you're not even interested in having this conversation. And then he like set it down. Like you're right. And I'm just like, it was fucking mind boggling that 30 years old. I had to remind this person that something so simple like that, which what I think is simple was like something that had to be reminded for him. I don't know. It's crazy. Like something as simple as that, like how you said, something as simple as just telling them, hey, turn around, you know, like, look at, look at me, look at me. <laughs> like.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So not holding that in. And like when you have uh, a, a something, like when you find out uh, uh, why you're having a certain response, being able to communicate that to your partner in a way that they can hear you. hmm
2: yeah. And I thought for myself too, is like asking for things. And I've told this to him too, of like, I'm going to, I'm going to ask for things and you are free to tell me yes or no. Like you can tell me no. And I, I, and I, I can feel okay. Being told no, you know, like I might, I might be a, you know, disappointed or, but, but, you know, I just realized I, I, you know, sometimes I'm the kind of person that only likes to ask when I know what the answer is going to be, mm. you know? Um, but so I just I just I guess I'm figuring myself out a little bit better.
1: Well, if he tells you no, we, we know that you're heading to the bathroom. Like that's what's gonna happen.
2: <laughs> well, again, I'm not I'm not talking about like the actual act of having sex. And I just put it out there, anytime we do have sex, there's never been a issue or a problem or a complaint on my side that yeah. happened.
0: I just want to say that it's really brave of you to um ask. Now, um, whether you know the answer or not, because um, there's still people out there that are um, apprehensive, to ask for their needs. And these are like your basic needs, right? Like these aren't extravagant things that you're asking for. You're not asking for a fucking first light first, first class flight to the Bahamas or wherever the hell, you know what I mean? Like you're asking for simple things like spending time with one another or like doing something intentional that's going to create your guys's bond deeper. You know what I mean? And so I feel like these basic needs or whatever, like, like, It's still hard for some people to ask for those things without feeling like, oh, well, they're going to say no, and I'm going to be really disappointed. And that's that. Like, So when you do ask for these things that you um, are desiring, that's really brave of you. I just want to remind you that that's really brave of you. So good job, Stan.
2: Thank you. I I mean, I I guess I started to learn that lesson when I was hooking up a lot. It's like I was always very like, oh, I'm I'm a very insecure person. Mm. And just to get over that and just like, yeah, you know, 50% of people are going to like not be maybe your type and you're going to get rejected here and there and just to like you know it's like the more times you put yourself out there the more times you get a positive answer you know so um i, I mean i definitely learned but yeah so it's like you ask ask more and like yeah, you get no's sometimes but then you also open yourself up to like the yeses you know
1: mm-hmm. yeah i like that i'm thinking
2: about a couple things yeah. Um, the,
1: the first thing I was thinking about is technology, uh, sister and how you were talking about, uh, daddy, like having his uh, cell phone out and like not really acknowledging and giving you, um, uh, t- some, some time together, you know, and you having to ask for it, mm-hmm. um, and being kind of like surprised that you had to, mm-hmm. um, and and so, yes, like technology, uh, cell phones, like we're like, that's one addiction that I think that our society has is like having something in our face, like a screen, a TV, uh, a phone, um, a computer, some kind of screen that is preventing us from being able to have some quality time and deep connection with our partners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and the second thing I'm thinking about is um, the idea of asking for something that you want from your partner but being afraid that they may, may not uh, want the same thing. Um, and so how did you approach that stand? Like when you knew that, like what you were wanting, like, did you just bring it up? Like when, like when, when did it feel like the right time to have that conversation?
2: Well, I had that conversation, I think, you know, probably like many, several times in the last couple months. Um, mm-hmm. And You know just not knowing if maybe we really wanted different things and this just wasn't even though we loved each other just wasn't going to be just wasn't going to work out you know i mean definitely had that thought at times um uh so for me i mean i'm really talking about like so you know in the general conversation i don't think there's a disagreement with us it's Mm -hmm. just how how does that actually play out in the moment you know and i said it's it's little things it's like you know, we're very like affectionate on one level, you know, uh, it's not like he doesn't, he's not, he's a very affectionate, very kind person. Um, but it's like all, all of the sexuality was moved into the box of just sex, you know? So it was like, and that might only be, let's say like once, twice a week. So I, you know, I don't need to have sex every day, but I, I do need some kind of like expression. That's like a wanting, a desire, between us somehow. Uh, And so it is, is, am I making sense? I'm not sure.
1: (laughs) Yes. Um, You explained it earlier um, by giving an example of like a long kiss, like a passionate kiss as opposed to like a peck. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm wondering if there are other ways that you would want him to show up uh, that you felt like uh, uncomfortable or maybe didn't know how to bring it up.
2: Yeah, I think I've, 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 you know, I, I've given a lot of specific examples of things mm-hmm. to him uh, of, of kind of express more specifically what I was talking about, you mm-hmm. know, um, and most of them are really simple things. Like I'm not, you know, it's not like, hey, will you, will you, <laughs> you know, put on this outfit and ha- hang from some chains, or, you know, anything <laughs> like that. Well, um, very simple, normal relationship things. Um, but I think in our case, it really most of it comes down to just like honestly just like a lot of internalized kind of like homophobia that's sometimes hard to really get at you Mm. know It's, it's it's in there it's deep and it's 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 kind of tricky
1: yeah
2: yeah sister
1: this isn't something that i i think that we've talked about before together but um you know i um understand what stan is talking about because like growing up um in our generation um knowing that we're gay but then like uh, maybe some, like sometimes like going to places like church or like just society and like like everywhere you go, like people saying like that the way that you want to express love <laughs> is wrong or going to send you to hell. Like um, that really weighs down on you. And uh, and and at some point you kind of just internalize that
2: um, and believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some of us have grown up in certain situations or just even as adults been around people where it's it's, it's, it's actually would be physically unsafe for them to know who you are, you know, mm-hmm. and you, that I think we all kind of just discounted after a certain point, but it's like, no, like I spent a certain time of my life, maybe like in certain areas thinking like if someone knew they would actually physically harm me, you know, mm-hmm. like, and so you learn to control yourself and, you know, act a certain way. And then sometimes that it's hard to take that completely off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gone on for too long.
0: Yeah, Thank you for breaking that down, because for a second there, I was kind of like, well, what kind of internalized things can, you know, be different or uh, cause somebody to lack intimacy or even yeah, just like, at, like
2: the normal kind of dating way of like you're straight, like you have a high school boyfriend, you kiss him in the parking lot and you don't you would never think a second thing about it. And it's just kind of a natural evolution. But like as a gay man, like you might have a boyfriend but you would never do that you know like yeah. it's, un- it's unsafe and so you you hide that and it, it you, you know it just
0: so even as an adult while you're safe in your home you have that internalized where you don't kiss your boyfriend because a fear of what might happen and you save it for when it's behind closed doors and you know locked away where no one can see
2: yeah and i'm seeing a lot of these things are not, you know just totally unconscious people are not you're not necessarily aware of it you're Definitely. You know, You know, and so it's, it's hard to get at. That's what, you know, I'm trying to say.
1: But Even then, like, even when you're behind closed doors, like sometimes like, um, I might be in my house and I feel like, Oh, the windows open. Like somebody might see me kissing uh, Mr. T and I, um, and I don't feel like I'm completely able to uh, let go sometimes because that's still part of who I am, uh, you know, that I've had to work through. Um, And so um, it's much different um, being uh, like, N- not even just gay, but like not falling into whatever norms uh, society mm-hmm. has pressed on us. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, yes, it is something that we deal with as gay men um, yeah. and, um, yeah, and it like, then it impacts our relationships.
2: Yeah. I realize that's one reason I really like, like, you know, gay clubs I've been to, or even more like bathhouse situations, because it's like, it is this totally private world and it's full of men who are like you. And suddenly it's like, <laughs> You 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 can just let go because it's like everyone there is in the same boat. You know, you have this like support of like you know, all these people around you, you know.
0: It's like your safe space. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting really close to time, you guys. I think that we're gonna have to save um the rest of our goodness for another episode. Why? We're at twenty-eight minutes. Oh well.
1: Well, okay. Well, um wrapping it up here. Um, so Stan you're you're having some uh challenges figuring out um, how to best show up for each other uh, in your new relationship that seems pretty normal you know in a new relationship mm-hmm. uh, so it sounds like you've given it some time uh to like work itself out to be able to communicate um, to each other what you need um that's a, a really important part of the conversation I think here is uh being able to find a way to express to our partners what we want mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, otherwise that creating some, re- com- some kind of resentment, um, that gets pent up inside of us.
0: Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, um, thanks for having the conversation with us today. Um, I hope that you and, uh, the man of mystery and uh, get a chance to, uh, get some good cuddles and love on each other and we'll see you in a couple of weeks.
2: Yeah. It was good to see you guys
1: enjoy the rest of your night.
0: Well, that's about for now.
1: Tune in next week for your dose of The Love Fix.
0: And if any of you lovers out there want to give us the deets on your latest date or tell us something that you enjoyed about today's episode, email us at thelovefix at gmail.com. Remember, that's triple X.
1: Like Auntie Rue says, if we can't love ourselves, then how the hell are we going to love someone else?